Welcome to another edition of the Guillotine Press, the podcast harder than any of your Morrissey records. I am Travis Yabara, and joining me, as always, is my brothers in metal, Brian Brooks. What up? And Joshua Heath. Yes, I'm on the road, so if you hear any uh, road noises, that is why. <laughs> and what the fuck no, are you going never, up? never mind, never mind this the the subtle screams you hear in the background. <laughs> Exactly. All right, so so as years end, one thing that we as humans like to do, me as us as metal brothers like to do, is look back upon this year, and we're thankful for all the great metal and rock that we got this year, right, boys? So what we've put together this week is our top 10 metal rock albums of the year. So it, and the, the tastes are going to be varying, as you can see, as you, as you can you can tell if you've listened to our podcast before we all have different tastes in music. So I think that that'll be uh, well on display here tonight with these uh, 30 selections that we have. Some of them might be repeats or whatever, but uh, who wants to start this thing? And, up? and I want to, I want to put it, put it out there too, that oh boy, we're not we go. no, 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 no. I would say we're not necessarily saying these are the um, necessarily the best. the best albums of the year. These are our personal favorites of the year. Well, so, we're not. Heath is. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, Heath will, Heath's list will be like eight albums that nobody's Whatever ever I say is the right. <laughs> Heath's list will be eight things you've never heard of. And then like Gojira. And the things else. that everybody knows will be at the top. What'd you say? We're starting with me? <laughs> yeah, you can start, bud. Hit us with your 10. All right. Number 10 for me is Trivium. All right. uh, the new Trivium album is a what I would call a banger. Um, if you're a Trivium fan, then I think you'll get a kick out of this album. Uh, I guess I should name the album. I want to give the it's name of the, the album. Of, yeah. yeah, it's Trivium in the Court <laughs> of the Dragon. Um, I've talked to you guys about this album quite a bit. I don't know if you've got a chance to listen to it yet. Oh yeah. But uh, yeah, man. Like if you're a Trivium fan, you'll love it. The guitar work is always incredible. The riffs are amazing. There's some really great breakdowns. Um, overall, a really fun, enjoyable listen. And uh, yeah, man, like Trivium's on a roll right now. Their last few albums have been great. And, uh, you know, Matt Heafy's vocals are uh, better than ever. So, yeah, I really love this Trivium album. Uh, it's excellent. So if you haven't checked it out, which if you're listening to this, I'm sure you have. Uh, yeah, give it a listen. Brooksy, you want to hit us with your ten? I like a strong that, a strong opening there. I like that choice because you know when you when you have trivium bringing up the rear of a list, you know you know you're uh, got some good listage on tap. Um, so for me, my number ten is Chevelle Niritias or Jesus Niratias. I don't even know how to say the fucking word, but it's an acronym. <laughs> Nothing is real, and this is all a simulation. Right. That's that's much better than what I just 
diarrhea out of my mouth. <laughs> but yes, this is an album. Um, I kind of first started listening to this album when we earlier in the year when we did our Chevelle battle, because um, part of that discussion was discussing this album a little bit. And the getting into and I just think that this is just yet another um, just yet another wonderful piece of art from this band. I mean, I don't I don't think I've listened to anything that they've released in the recent past and current that has been disappointing. Um, I think this album does definitely they do some things a little differently than than you might be used to, like especially like kind of in the middle towards the end. They kind of there are some moments where they kind of take a a softer approach to their music but Mm -hmm. at the end of the day like the first two-thirds of this album are absolutely the the Chevelle that you would expect uh bringing the good riffs great vocals as always um just a really strong album man um so with that I my number 10 is Chevelle nothing is real and this is all a simulation that's a great right. pick, man. Chevelle is probably one of the most consistent, like hard rock bands out. Um, I don't think they put out a release that I haven't enjoyed. So, very consistent band. Absolutely. All right. Oh yeah, that's a solid number ten, uh, Brooksy. My number ten is going to probably uh, trigger Heath a little bit, but I promise you, it's nothing to do with the quality. It's only to do with my uh, limited listening. But my limited listening was um able to seize the number 10 spot on my list for this next next record and it's uh converge and chelsea wolf's blood moon one so uh seize you eye to eye won't stay in bloom oh flower moon uh blood moon flower moon this record is really solid man you've been telling me about it for a long time um and i finally listened to it this week and um really dove in and um like I said, because of the time period, I was like, I can't put it any higher. So it sneaks into that number 10 spot spot. But I know that it's probably going to come up on your list, Heath, uh, probably much higher than mine. But um, it is a uh, it is a a atmospheric. And, you knew I liked uh, Chelsea Wolf, which is why you recommended this to me. But it's a uh, if you dig Chelsea Wolf stuff, it's everything that you dig in her music plus like the hardcore, you know, uh, the hardcore nature of converge. So it's like, it's these two meldings and it sounds like it's not going to work, but it absolutely works. And it's uh, moody and atmospheric and I fucking love it. It's some of my, you know, um, some of my favorite tracks that I've heard all year really in the last week. Um, but yeah, my number 10 converge and Chelsea Wolf's blood moon. See, that'll be something I have to listen to because I haven't, I don't think I've listened to that. So knowing that you guys are both into that, I'm going to make sure I need to, I need to dive into that. For sure. Yeah. I think, uh, Brooks, I'm not sure if Brooks will dig it much. Um, just based off what I know about his music taste, but I, I think it's definitely something worth giving a shot. It's yeah, it's fantastic. Um, I guess I'll go into my number nine. So my number nine is Dev heaven, infinite granite. Um, it was a different approach for Death Heaven uh, that kind of steered away from a lot of the uh, black metal uh, influences that they had on their previous releases. Um, moved more toward shoegazy, like almost Morrissey slash the Smiths sound, I guess. Um, yeah, it turns out I loved it. I couldn't get enough of it. 
there's just something so um, hypnotic about this record uh, that I love and I have kept coming back to ever since its release. Um, Infinite Granite, Death Heaven. I've loved every record they've released so far. And uh, this is just another one to you know, add to the list of great Death Heaven releases. So Death Heaven, Infinite Granite, once again, if you haven't checked it out, definitely worth it. I'm actually surprised that that, I thought that uh, now that you're talking about it, I thought that that album would have been a lot higher on your list. Cause I remember when it was first coming out, you were damn near gushing over it. Mm-hmm. Oh, I, I still am. There's just a, a bunch. While. There's just eight more albums that uh, I gushed over more. Which is incredible. Like what the stuff we're already like listing. I'm like, man, what's, what's going to be at the top of these lists? You know, the new Ariana Grande is bound to be on the top of Heath's list. <laughs> Number no. one. Only, only. Rooksy, what are we on? Number nine. Yeah, we're on your number nine. Uh, or are we on me or you? Is it you're me? on you? Yeah, you're number nine. Shizer. Okay, well, I won't <laughs> talk about this one too much because we're already having our first repeat album. Uh, my number nine is Trivium in the Court of the Dragon. My number nine is Trivium as well. So let's fucking roll. Let's just fucking get over it then. So what? I'll just I'll just be really quick about why I really like this album. Um, you know, I could just go easy and say whatever Josh said, ditto. But what really, what I really enjoy about this album is um, it is only a 10-song album. But at the same time, the first four songs are so, so, so strong that you're, you're hooked in from, from the jump. And it's just, it just, that's just the beginning of a really wonderful uh, listening experience. Like In the Core of the Dragon, Like a Sword Over Damocles, Feast of Fire. Like those songs are amazing. And yeah, it didn't like they could have put out a bunch of average songs after that, and the album still would have been great. But that's not what they do, and uh, I dug that album so much. So that's my yeah. that's my input on that album. Yeah, I'm gonna uh, just add a little bit. Uh, yeah, I um like Heath kind of said uh, with his number ten, they've been kind of on a roll, man, with the previous records, uh, what the Dead Men Say and um, uh, the Sin and the Sentence. But it's like. Mm-hmm. just those uh just those big tracks that they even that were you know uh singles or whatever on uh i don't even know what they're called anymore like you know on the sirius xm or whatever the ones that they play all the times like you know no bay back just through and feast of fire like you mentioned mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. this is just a uh like a punch to the mouth kind of record though man and like um, a very very solid output by trivium so uh that's why it would slot in at my number nine um but yeah, so my number nine, as well as Brooks, Trivium in the Court of the Dragon. We promised this wasn't playing this way. <laughs> nah, Just nah, a happy no. happy accident, as one Bob Ross might say. Uh, Heath, you're number eight, I believe. Yes, uh, my number eight, on par with a Bob Ross painting, actually. <laughs> um, the Raging River by Cult of Luna. Um, Ooh. This EP that came out earlier this year is, I kind of mentioned this with uh, Infinite Granite by Death Heaven, but this album is super heavy, um, but it's also a very beautiful record. It's, uh, it has its moments of heaviness, but it also has its moments of just like pure melancholy. And it is just very versatile when it comes to Cult of Luna has always been that way. They're always putting out great records. Uh, they have a new one coming out early next year, but this Cult of Luna record is catchy, it's heavy, and all around just 
a well put together album, very well produced. Um, yeah, man, this this is a, a killer album for sure. And anybody that listens to metal definitely needs to give this Cult of Luna album a listen. Uh, absolutely, it, that may or may not be popping up on my list, so I won't. I'll, uh, <laughs> I won't talk too much about it. But yeah, great fucking record. Yeah, and that's definitely been a band. Like, I still need to do a lot more work into listening to them. But that's a band that's been introduced to me over the course of doing this pod. That I've, you know, if, if I'm in the right mood, that's a that's a band I really dig. So that's that's a pretty awesome choice, Josh. I dig it. Well, appreciate done. that. All right. Does that mean it's me? Yes, you're number eight, Brooksy. We're for we're at me for number eight, and um, this is very much a Brooksy choice. Um, but I'm going with Of Mice and Men Echo, uh, the actually very recently released Echo. Um, but what's what I really dig about this album is that I mean, if you are an Of Mice and Men fan, like this album is very much like what you would expect from them. But at the same time, if you're an Of Mice and Men fan, you're going to say, that's exactly what I want from them, though. You don't want them to change up really what they're doing. You just want them to deliver the way they've been delivering. And um, that's what they do with this album. But I think what's what's really awesome about this album is it was made over the course of the pandemic. It's actually three EPs combined together. Um, They released over the course of the pandemic because of not being able to get together, they would just work on their songs remotely and they'd re- release three songs here, three songs there. And then just recently they th- basically just threw it all together, called it echo and had a big release. So this is a, so that's just kind of more fun facty about it, but um, just another really strong effort from of mice and men. And uh, I, I just, I really dig this, dig this album. It's pretty much a straight through listen, which I will never complain about. So number eight for me of Mice and Men, Echo. All right. Solid choice, Brooksy. My number eight, the, our friends over there at uh, Cannibal Corpse with Violence Unimagined. Oh. Uh, what more do you need to be – what more needs to be said other than Murderous Rampage, Necrogenic Resurrection, Inhumane Harvest, Condemnation, Contagion? <laughs> oh, my God. It's a round kill devour, bub. But this is just a solid, solid output by uh, Cannibal Corpse. And um, as I was kind of researching, like, what all came out in 2021, I was like, man, there is, like, a lot of good shit that came out. Like, I think you mentioned that earlier, Heath, like, uh, as far as, like, a band like Cult of Luna making it in your number eight. It's kind of unreal, like, the amount of stuff that we actually got this year. And, you know, uh, that's probably thanks to the the uh nature of the pandemic and you know all this other shit but it's like all these uh records dropping this year yeah uh, it's one of the best one of the best years in metal in a long long time for sure yeah uh like i said solid solid output by cannibal corpse um violence unimagined my number eight dude i just gotta say that i am now very pissed off at myself because that album should be on my list and it's not and i didn't even I totally forgot about it. How awful is that? My fucking fantasy football team name is Surround Kill Devour. (laughs) (laughs) And I didn't even think about this album for the, for making our list. I feel like I just need to blow my list up right now and start over, but I'm glad you put it on there. So we're, we're, we're salvaged at least. Number Uh, eight, Cannibal Corpse. Heath, you're number seven. 
I just want to let everybody know that I didn't forget about that album, but it did uh, did not make my top ten. It was you know what man. Close. When we're close. making these lists, though, like that doesn't mean anything. Is like it's just our bag, you know. It's like our tastes and stuff. There's a lot. There's so right. many fantastic fucking records this year, man. Yep. So coming in at number seven for me is an album that's already been mentioned. It's Converge and Chelsea Wolf, uh, Blood Moon. Um, just to kind of echo what Travis said a little bit, it's everything you expect from a Chelsea Wolf album, but also kind of, I guess, what you'd expect from a Converge album. I mean, it's a little bit different than, obviously, it, a lot of Converge fans are kind of on the fence about it from what I've seen. Um, but it's a beautiful record. Uh, the way that it mixes just like that Chelsea Wolf style with the Converge style, the heaviness, the uh, uh, you know the beautiful singing. Um, yeah, it's just like everything blends together so perfectly. It's a very, I guess I would call it in a way like the atmosphere of the record. Uh oh, I hope very we beautiful all together. It's very expected it to be this perfect of an album. Can you hear me? Yeah, yeah, we I can lost, hear, we can we lost you for a couple seconds, but oh. we're good now. Oh, okay. I'll go back a little bit. Yeah, just your number together. seven was your. What was your number seven, Josh? Dirty Honey. Uh, no. Uh, <laughs> uh, Converge and Chelsea Wolf Blood Moon, man, perfect album. I think uh, really just a beautiful record. Uh, Travis, just to echo kind of what you said, it's um, all around just like what you'd expect from Chelsea Wolf. Uh, but also kind of what you'd expect from Converge as well with a little bit of a twist. Uh, yeah, I love this record a lot. A solid, solid fucking number seven there. Mr. Brooks, you're number seven. All right. Well, this is this is uh, my my open invitation for you to just go, ooh. <laughs> there we go. Because my number seven is Ice Nine Kills. The Silver Scream 2, Welcome to Horrorwood. But if that wasn't on your list, I would have been disappointed. <laughs> yeah, you guys know that I'm I'm like damn near turning into a fanboy of Ice Nine Kills, <laughs> but um, they did put out new material this year, the follow-up to The Silver Scream, which, you know, Captain Creature, I'm sure Captain Creature himself would approve. You know, we have an album chocked full of horror movie theme tracks once again. So if horror movies of your jam is in hard rock and heavy metal is your jam, then Ice Nine Kills is where you should be at because they're um, it's I still think I still think their Silver Scream original is better than two. But at the same time, I do appreciate uh, the effort on this one, especially when you have a song with Corpse featuring Corpse Grinder this time around. Yeah. We're, we're doing something right here. So uh, that is my number seven pick. Uh, Ice Nine Kills, Welcome to Horrorwood. I'll be honest, that, that's one that I haven't like caught at all, really. Like I heard the Corpse Grinder song, and I was trying to get all the references to My Bloody Valentine, but of course you couldn't hear any of the fucking lyrics. Yeah, right? for sure. Yeah, <laughs> He's I was just say, growling and shit. <laughs> yeah, I would say the uh, probably one of the songs you probably... It made me think of, of you, of course, because of HMF, but they have a song called The Shower Scene, which is from Psych- uh, Psycho. Nice. So that's a that's a pretty cool song too. Um, that made me think of our you know HMF debut. But uh, yeah, good stuff once again. I'm I'm always a fan of what they what they do. So my number seven, Rob Zombie. There it is. 
the, the, here's a fan. Here's a fanboy pick right here. The lunar injection Kool Aid Eclipse conspiracy. I know Heath's probably number one of the year. Uh, oh, Triumph of right? King, <laughs> <laughs> Triumph of King Freak. <laughs> he just goes quiet. Crow Killer Blues. Um, I thought this was kind of a return to form for Zombie. Really, like uh, as far as music goes, um, he had kind of been getting we- a little weird with it. Uh, I'll be honest, uh, but I think this is more in line with Sinister Urge and you know uh, Hellbilly Deluxe and you know all the classic records that he made. And mm-hmm. uh, I feel like he got some of that back with this record. Uh, Crow Killer Blues has some killer guitar work by. Uh, John Five, man, but I uh, I really dug this record, and I think it, it's like a said, fun one. It's definitely a fun one. But yeah, my number seven. <laughs> I love it. Is Heath even here? I think he's probably like, "Fuck this, I'm out." So, well, Heath is up next. What was your uh, What was your number seven, Travis? Rob Zombie, the Lunar Injection Kool Aid Eclipse Conspiracy. <laughs> I knew it was that forgettable. Uh, oh. Uh, oh. Just kidding. Yeah, here, here comes some dream pop. Yeah. Now, coming in at number six for me is uh, Spectral Wound, A Diabolic Thirst, um, a Canadian black metal band. Uh, just very like very well done black metal coming out from North America. It's uh, you know, It's very old school black metal that I think old fans and new fans alike can get into. Uh, the riffs are incredible. The vocals are just completely insane. Um, it blows my mind <laughs> just like hearing this record from front to back every time. Um, I actually just got a bunch of their merch in the mail the other day. So if you can go support this band, because I think they're they're going to go on to do really big things. Um, I can't wait for the next release. And this one was, uh, you know, especially on vinyl or cassette, this would probably be the way to listen to this album because the way it's produced and black metal overall, I think is supposed to be listened to in an analog sort of form. So yeah, give it a listen. I love how he drops the or cassette, like the day he gets a cassette player. <laughs> I'm all about the physical uh, platforms boys. I just imagine them. <laughs> I'm just imagining them sitting there listening to the record and he has his little shirt and hat on of the band. And <laughs> <laughs> I got the zip-up jacket on right now. <laughs> he's like, he's sitting on the floor Indian style, just like reading the booklet. Oh, uh, I love it. All right, Brooksy. So you're number six, right? Yes, my number six. So my number six is the self-titled album from Bullet for My Valentine. All right. Another very me pick for sure. Um, but with this... What I what I appreciate was first of all I didn't even I wasn't even really aware that they were even working on new music, so when this was coming out and like getting ready to drop, I was like, oh my god, they have new stuff! So I was like really pumped about it. And uh, but what I what I really like about this album is they've they've brought some of the heavy back, um, which like they've I don't want to say they've gotten away from, but they've um, but what this album is is it's it's just it's heavy big heavy riffs um just heavy tracks all the way through like there's not really a lot of let up in this album which i really i really enjoy um and just like i really enjoy their their styling as a band too like you guys know i always of course i like my heavy but 
I always appreciate when I have like an, a vocalist with like some range in it too. So, um, so, you know, and then, so that's why I'm, I'm really happy that they have new music and they, they turned out a really good album. So I am really happy and to put them bullet for my Valentine's self-titled album at my number six. All right. So my number six, um, is, it is flying by and I just realized that I had 11 albums written down. So that's cool. So I had to cut one. I'll, I'll be sure. I'll be sure to mention that one that I, uh, it, well, I cut, I cut Alice Cooper's Detroit stories. So that's one of my honorable mentions. Um, didn't quite make the top 10, but I think it's a return to form and it's very, very solid. Um, my number six though is Chevelle Niratus or however you say it. Um, I thought that this was, and I I'll, I'll use this term or this phrase quite a bit, um, on my list and it's a return not not a return to form for Chevelle, um, so forget everything I just said. But uh, <laughs> I'll say like uh, like you like you guys kind of said it. Chevelle is like always solid, and um, I'm kind of being the guy that like goes to Spotify and like plays their top hits and shit. But like Self Destructor is like one of the best. I think one of the best singles, one of the stronger singles that they've put out in like a long time in my opinion um i i fucking love that fucking song dude yeah um, and then you just start going through the record um Ver- verrucked and sleep the deep um like th- just this whole record man uh vermhole however the fuck you want to say it uh wormhole whatever mm-hmm. it's just a solid solid record man and they always um part of it is like using their or uh maybe I'm biased like with their live performances as well, but it's just one of those bands that's always solid. Like you always know what you're going to get with Chevelle and it, they, they um, put out a very, very solid record this year with a uh, near toss. But um, yeah, it's, it, I think it's come up in both your guys's lists so far. And uh, this is where it comes up on my list. My number it's six. Fu- I'm kind of, it's funny. You said it because I was going to say it if you didn't, I, I love how you mentioned their live show too, because it's like, it was almost like a joke that we had between between us and Ryan. Um, you know, our listeners know Ryan. He, you know, read from Red Letter X. He's been on the pod before. Um, also a good friend of ours. But we've talked about Chevelle at length before. And, you know, we've always said, like, with their live show, like, we've all seen Chevelle a bunch. And it's like, you always kind of know what you're going to get. But at the same time, you're never disappointed either. And, yeah. like, this album is is basically that like okay a new chevelle album's out and you kind of know what to expect they deliver on that but yet you still thoroughly enjoy it all the way through mm-hmm. just great work once again by chevelle so i think we're ready for heath's number five should we uh before we go into our five do you, should we do like a quick recap before you list your five like do like a quick 10 through six and then go into your five or sure. should we just do like a big recap at the end? I can go and uh, give a recap real quick. Sure. So coming in at number 10, coming in at number 10 for me was In the Court of the Dragon by Trivium. Uh, number nine, Death Heaven, Infinite Granite. Eight, Cult of Luna, The Raging River. Seven, Converge and Chelsea Wolf, Blood Moon. And number six was Spectral Wound, A Diabolic Thirst. All right. So coming in at number four, for me is the band Worm with Foreverglade. 
This is a black metal slash doom metal slash death metal record. Um, it's a combination of all three of those things. So um, if you're really into uh, any of those, this is going to be an album that you want to check out. It's uh, very swampy. They're based out of Florida. And uh, yeah, it's just got this atmosphere that you're just sitting in a swamp, just looking around, hoping an alligator doesn't pop out and eat you. Um, <laughs> you're cloaked in night winds. Yeah, and I'm just sitting there like uh, the perfect way to listen to this record is just sitting in the dark with a candle lit and uh, just staring outside as it rains. But yeah, um, all jokes aside, this is a phenomenal record. Just the guitar riffs, the uh, the way it's produced, it's very, very uh, just concise and well put together, man. Like this is, I've been for a couple of years now. And their last record, Gloomlord, uh, popped up on my radar, and I listened to it, and I was like, yeah, I really love this. And then they came out with uh, Forever Glade, and I was like, yeah, I, this blows me away. Um, they're doing this genre of music correctly. There's a lot of bands who try uh, and come up short, but uh, yeah, this band is pretty killer. We, uh, My niece was just over, and she was making fun of me because I said popped up on my radar. She said that that was like such a like a metal guy because um, I went to Karma Records with her one time and me and the dude were like growing out over our shirts. Like I was like, I like your shirt, man. He was like, I like yours, too. I had like a humanoids from the deep shirt on and we were like, dude, that's killer, man. <laughs> Just saying all the middle age like <laughs> metal fan shit. They awesome. popped up on my radar. Love it. All right. So who are we at? Is we're it- on you. It's me. Okay. Oh, yeah. I got to give my uh, six through 10 recap real quick. All right. So, my number 10, Chevelle, Neratia, nothing is real. And this is all a simulation. Number nine, Trivium in the Court of the Dragon. Number eight, Of Mice and Men, Echo. Number seven, Ice Nine Kills, The Silver Scream 2, Welcome to Horrorwood. And number six, Bullet for My Valentine. Bold for my Valentine. Kicking off the top five for me is Architects for those who w- that wish to exist. Um, I'm pausing for a good disgust from the group. No, nothing. Okay, <laughs> no. Um, you know, obviously, I know we're all we're all big ar- we're all Architects fans here, but I know that the uh, I feel like I was in the minority of of the three of us that actually like seriously dug this album. I know from I know some folks say that this album's a little soft. Um, that, although I will admit that that's in parts that's kind of true, but I really enjoy like the kind of creative, like the create like I think they started exploring a little more creativity with this album, um, and I really I just really enjoy the product that they put together, um, and like they kind of took a page out of Metallica and other bands uh, playbook, if you will. And they even did a little bit with an orchestra this year, um, put out some, put out some stuff with that, which I, I really dig. Like I always dug the Metallica S and M stuff. And so when I heard like architects playing animals with an orchestra, like I really love that I, or dead butterflies, I really dug that. Um, so yeah, I just, I really dig this album and and that's all there is to say about it. So for me, number five is Architects for those that wish to exist. 
solid, solid number five there, Brooksy. So my number five, first of all, my number 10, just to do a little recap before we get to that top five, is uh, my number 10 is Converge and Chelsea Moon. Chelsea Moon. Converge and Chelsea Wolf's Blood Moon. Uh, my number nine, Trivium and the Court of the Dragon. My number eight, Cannibal Corpse Violence Unimagined. My number seven, Rob Zombie, The Lunar Injection, Kool-Aid, Eclipse, Conspiracy. My number six, Chevelle Neratus. And my number five is a band that I uh, discovered after uh, the gentleman at the bottom of our screen here resuming uh, introduced me to a couple more bands that are going to come up on my list. And uh, this band is Tribulation. And my number five is Tribulation, where the gloom becomes sound. Uh, atmospheric, gothic, deathly metal kind of shit. Um, if you if you want to get a good sense of this band, like listen to the like the two of the title tracks from the album, or not the title track, but two of the two of the main tracks from the album, uh, "Hour of the Wolf" and "In Remembrance." It's kind of um, I don't know. It, it's hard to describe, like um, without. It, it's just a an ambience and a in uh, a feeling and you know uh, Heath has brought it up a couple times but it's like the the mood kind of band and you kind of get some of that shit with Ghost but it's like you know it'll start out with a piano and then it'll get harder and you know the shirt um, eventually the the death metal singer come in and you'll know what you're in for but um, this band's from Sweden, and uh, like I said, because of Heath introducing me to a couple more bands that are going to pop up on my list in my top five, uh, I was able to come across Tribulation, and uh, Where the Gloom Becomes Sound is one of my favorite records of the year, and it's my number five. But yeah, my number five. All right. Not a bad pick. Coming in at number four. What is this for me? Number four. I uh, lost track. Uh, yeah, number four for me is Stormkeep, Tales from Other Time. Um, this is a black metal record that came out just over a month ago. So uh, still relatively new, but I've listened to it countless times already. Um, this is an epic, epic, feels like an adventure as you listen to it. I mean everything from the vocals to you know the way that the songs are constructed to the way it flows together and just uh you really feel like you're encaptured in like this medieval like story with wizards and all of this stuff man it's a really cool fun listen um the one thing i'll say is that it doesn't really do anything new per se but what it does well um is everything it just it, the way everything about it they do well um it's not really a groundbreaking black metal record by any means but um a very very good release and a very fun listen and probably one of the most fun i've had listening to listening to a record this year so uh storm keep tales from other time number four all right Let's see stuff, number four. man number four is and this this easily could have gone higher on my list in retrospect i probably should have put it higher but that's going to be okay but we're going with knocked loose a terror in the fabric of life ep that was released this year six songs 20 minutes of future brain bleed is what this album is absolutely love it this this band like 
I'm Josh, you know, Josh and I uh, took a road trip to Iowa for Slipknot a few years ago, and he introduced me to Slipknot or Knock Loose on this trip. And like from the second I heard, I think the first song you played was Mistakes Like Fractures, perhaps. And I just remember my eyes bugging out of my head and my jaw just unhinging open like, what? Like, I'm just from that moment, I absolutely fell in love with this band. And to hear new music from them this year, um, just super, super satisfying. They bring the heavy with their incredible breakdowns. The screams from Brian, the vocalist, is just amazing. Like their sound is, uh, they're just so incredible. And Josh, you just, you just saw them recently at, at a little show yep. in Louisville. So like, I just, I can't wait. I'm so happy that they gave us new music this year. And I can't wait for more. And if you're into the if you're into the heavy, and you haven't listened to this yet, this is priority listening. That's all I have to say about that. Completely agree. Heath, your number four. <laughs> I already did my number four. It's your We're number four, you. Gigi. Uh, oh, it's my number four. I, I see I get mixed up too on the fucking list. All right. So my number four, um, another band that Sir Mr. Heath introduced me to, and this is what I was uh, referencing when I was talking about tribulation for my, my last pick, but my number four is dark throne, eternal hails, uh, the moon, the stars. Uh, this is one that Heath really got me into man. And I uh, went and bought the CD and uh, it's still in my black car uh, CD player. And it just starts up every time I get into the heap, which is what I call my black car. Um, and it just starts and it just ends. And then I uh, start it back up and it fucking starts again. And then I, I just, it just rolls with me. It's everywhere I go. But Hate Cloak, Wake of the Awakened. Brutal, for brutal sake. Uh, death metal. I don't know if it's death metal or not. I, I don't get into the... Uh, all the shit like Heath does, but um, yeah, Dark Throne is like a new band for me, man, and I know they've been at it for quite some time, but uh, I'm kind of a new to the whole, this whole scene, so uh, like I said, I got into like Merciful Fate and stuff like that, but as far as like Dark Throne and Celtic Frost and, you know, like other bands like that, like um, uh, Candle Mass, and, you know, a bunch of these these other bands, uh, it was kind of a blind spot for me as far as metal goes. Uh, but this is one that uh, Heath introduced me to, and I've had that shit on repeat since I've uh, put it in the CD player. So, yeah, my number four, Dark Throne, Eternal Hails. Excellent, excellent release from Dark Throne this year, man. Like, I can't, I still, I always forget, just based on how many great albums came out this year, I always forget that that album actually did come out too. So, yeah. Um Coming in at number three for me is Knock Loose, A Tear in the Fabric of Life. Um, <laughs> what more can I say about this album that hasn't already been said by everybody else? Um, created and constructed during the midst of uh, the pandemic in a cabin in the woods in Tennessee, a levitating body on the album cover. Um intense scary vocals that just leave you paralyzed with fear um from start to finish this ep is just a monstrous release that will leave you coming back to it more and more and it's really just overall just like 
it's an aggressive release, but it's also just so well put together. And if you can hear the dog in the background, I'm sorry. But uh, yeah, it's just a very... Knock Loose just continues to get better and better with each release. And I think they're really pushing hardcore and metal um, in a direction that it hasn't seen in quite some time. And uh, with every release, they get, they get more and more innovative with what they do. And, you know, the breakdowns, Brian Garris's vocals, it's all just phenomenal and uh, definitely deserving of my top three. I love it, dude. Right. Love it, love it, love it. If you can't tell, we're fans. <laughs> Oh, geez. Oh, so that leaves it to me. My bad. I was like waiting for Travis to go, and I'm like, uh. <laughs> okay. So, my number three. Uh, what the hell? <laughs> oh, that was the dog. That was the dog. He just got abducted by aliens. Yeah. That's the is that Whitney? Is that Willie Strieber over there? <laughs> All right. So, my number three is going to be the iconic Iron Maiden with Sunjutsu. Um, this, you know, this, this is a, you know, the phrase that Travis brought up before the, the return to form. I think this is just like, this is exactly the Iron Maiden that you would have wanted them to make. Um, you know, I, I think you could have released this album in the, you know, in the midst of, the day you know the glory days of power slave and number of the beast you could have sandwiched this in the middle and it could have fit right in like this is just classic iron maiden uh, an absolutely uh fan like just wonderfully uh constructed album um you know lots of great tracks on it uh days of future past lost in the lost world the title checks on jutsu is really good um, I know when we initially talk, talked about this album when it first came out or when they like dropped the single uh, with the writing on the wall, we were as a group, we were we were a little skeptical that this album was going to be good based on the first uh, single that came out. But, you know, the album dropped and it turned out that this album was truly another masterpiece from these legends and we're grateful that they did it. So there you go. Number three, Iron Maiden, Sunjutsu. A solid, solid choice for number three, Brooksy. All right, so my number three. Coming in at my top three. So this is kind of how I uh, put together my list. These top three, I think, are records that can't be really fucked with as far as, like, the top ten go. I think this is, like, a different tier. And uh, I'm going to start out that different tier with Gojira's Fortitude. Uh, Amazonia, the chant. Um, this is kind of a record that takes a few listens, in my opinion, to uh, get the full kind of um, breadth of it and like the full kind of gravity of it. It's it's a very um, it's a very heavy record, and for a band like Gojira, man, I that's a band that I see as like kind of like the future of metal or the even the now of metal, you could say. And um, it's kind of metal's hope, as far as like, in my opinion, with the stadium kind of rock and shit like that like i know we were talking about how it was it might be ghost a couple years ago but i think um i think gojira has a bigger chance of that honestly of becoming that you know the next big thing for metal um gojira's fortitude 
we talked about it a couple shows ago, but I just think it's a masterclass of an album. And, you know, um, they, they put out a, a bunch of fucking great albums. Um, but yeah, Fortitude belongs in my top three and it slots in at number three for me. Excellent choice, man. I mean, this is just following up our album battle from a few weeks ago too. The the love fest of Gojira continues. And I can't wait. Yeah. Like you, I can't wait for them to just keep making more and more stuff and watching them grow. It seems like they're on a path to like take Lamb of God's spot with the uh, like faces of like really like heavy metal. So um, in a modern sense, I guess like and you're going to start seeing a lot of people drift away just because they're getting too big, kind of like people yeah. did with Lamb of God a decade ago. So, yeah, I would be prepared to uh, see that. So, yeah, um, I'll go with my number two is the Italian death metal avant garde uh, kind of. Uh, there's some aspects of black metal to it as well, but it's ad nauseum with imperative and perceptible impulse. Um it's collectively the rhythm section of this like band is just phenomenal um this is an instant classic of an album that keeps you i i the only way i can describe it is like on the edge of your seat waiting to see what they come up with next it's just like it's almost in a way like you're listening to classical music <laughs> not like in a sense of that's what it sounds like but it just sounds like a masterpiece of an album. Like even upon first listen, you're just like blown away by it. Like I said, the rhythm sections are incredible. Um, the technicality of this album is off the charts. Uh, this band is doing things that I guess we could compare to bands like, um, you know, Ulcerate, um, stuff like that. Uh, they put out an album last year. Ulcerate did a, an album called Stare Into Death and Be Still. Um, that was one of my favorite records and uh, this is it, it goes above that for me when it comes to this style of music um, yeah this ad nauseum record is an instant classic and a must listen for anybody into extreme metal all right awesomeness i'll be honest not one that i'm familiar with but uh since it's your number two i'll have to go give it a listen professor heath <laughs> metal man you can only find it on youtube or buy a physical copy they haven't put it on a spotify or apple music or anything so they're taking the garth brooks approach i like it they said that uh they don't like how the artists don't get the amount of money they deserve but like the uh ceo of spotify is worth like five billion dollars <laughs> which makes sense <laughs> All right, Brooksy. So Brooksy's ready for his number two as well, right? That is correct, sir. And my number two is your number three, Travis. Gojira Fortitude. So I won't belabor, you know, I I won't digress too much into what you said, but like I wholeheartedly agree with everything you said that this band, well, I wholeheartedly agree with most of what you said. Like you, I remember you said that for some, this might be an album that might take a couple of listens to really kind of get into. But I remember that the first listen I had of this, I was just like mesmerized and I was in love from Jump, essentially. Um, so, and, you know, get better, but you're number one, bud. 
<laughs> That's all I'm but um so yeah i mean this just like i said th- this band just love you know they keep evolving and evolving for the better and everything they i feel like what everything they've been putting out is better than the last and this band is just growing and just doing amazing things and um i hope that they get i hope that they become like the next huge thing because these are great dudes that put it, make great music with a truly unique sound. Like you hear Gojira riffs and you know that it's Gojira. Like their riffs are not, you don't hear their riffs from other bands. Like it's very much their own sound. And I think that's one of the, like, when you have that thing that is kind of unique to you, then like that's, you're on another level at that point. So, um, and they bring that again in this album. So um, thank you, Gojira, for putting out new music, and can't wait to hear more. So number two for me, Gojira Fortitude. All right, so my number two is the Masters of Metal. You guys didn't think I was really going to tell you my number one album, right? The Masters of, of Metal, Iron Maiden, Sinjitsu is my number two. Uh, like Brooksy said, it's kind of a – and I've said a couple times uh, – during this recording return to form i think it's their best record since brave new world like i didn't dig um book of souls was okay but it didn't have that same kind of iron maiden feel about it and uh sinjutsu kind of returns them to the iron maiden that i know and love with a with an added like progier feel to the later tracks on this album uh and then strategio has like kind of like same gallop that you that you uh that you know to love when you're talking about iron maiden um i was worried about this record for a little bit because like you guys uh brought up in the text message group the writing on the wall was the first um single that they released and i did not i do not love that song i still don't love that song it's probably my least favorite on the record but uh lost in a lost world days of future past hell on earth the way it ends man the death of the celts like just a awesome record uh and my number two the great iron maiden i can't can't argue that awesome choice my three your two good shit man so that means does that mean we're at number one we're going into the number one slots now so that's heath's uh professor heath's number one record of the year should i do a rundown of uh five through two yeah do a rundown of your top five Let's roll. All right. So coming in at number five for me was Worm with Forever Delayed. Number four, Stormkeep, Tales from Other Time. Number three, Knocked Loose, A Tear in the Fabric of Life. Uh, wait, did I say number two? Or did I say number three on that? You said, uh, yeah, Knocked oh, Loose. Was that's why number three. Number three is Knocked Loose, A Tear in the Fabric of Life. Number two, Ad Nauseum, Imperative, Imperceptible, Impulse, and my number one drum roll, please, is Turnstile Glow On. Uh, an incredible release that will stand the test of time and is probably going to be the influence of so many bands to come over the next few years. This is a mixture of dream pop meets hardcore meets just punk overall pop rock like it's everything like there's remnants of the police 
uh, New York style hardcore music. Like this is just a beautiful album from start to finish. It's so catchy. It's just such a fun listen. And uh, I, I probably listen to this album more than any other album this year. And I still can't get enough of it. And man, there's nothing else I can say. But if you haven't listened to Glow On by Turnstile, then you're doing something wrong, especially if you're into this uh, genre of music, because uh, it's a perfect record, a 10 out of 10. And uh, I don't think I'll stop listening to this, stop listening to this album anytime soon. So it'll be in the rotation uh, pretty consistently for years to come. And if you're a, a late night network TV watcher, they have ma- actually made an appearance on Late Night with Seth Meyers last night, and they performed two songs, believe it or not. Did you see that, John? I did see that. Yeah, that was really cool. Yeah. So I, I, I kind of dig it. Like, cause Seth Meyers has done that a couple of times now. He's brought on, um, like, heavy bands, which I'm really digging that somebody's actually willing to go there. So good on him for bringing them on. And I actually started listening to this album today too. I was listening to it for to a little bit because uh, I hadn't I hadn't really listened to it, and it's very different. Like I get a little like punk rock in there too. Like it's it's just there's a lot of stuff going on, but it's kind of a kind of a kind of a yeah. sound, you know. It's, it's, yeah, it's really it's cool. Like it's really else fun that's out there. That's for sure. Yeah, exactly. I like a few songs. Admittedly, not my bag. Um, Heath, uh, I think it's interesting that uh, Iron Maiden didn't make your top 10. What's the story there? I just, I like that record, but I just, like, I love the Book of Souls. Um, I love Brave New World. And I just Mm -hmm. didn't think that it was up to par with either of those two albums, which are my favorite Iron Maiden releases of the last, I guess, two decades now. So, um, I mean, it was an enjoyable release, but I just thought there was something... (sighs) I don't know if I'll say weak because it's definitely not weak, but there was just something different about Bruce Dickinson's vocal performance that like, I just didn't connect with as much as I have for previous releases, I guess. That's fair. That's fair. Josh is like, I want him to be 35 years old again. (laughs) I mean, yeah. So So Brooksy, (laughs) we're ready for your number one. Well, honestly, I thought, I thought that this would be predict- predictable for me, but um, judging by your comments before I announced my number two, maybe it's not. But my number one album of the year, and it wasn't particularly close, was Spirit Box with Eternal Blue. That was my absolute favorite album of the year. Um, we've all, uh, mostly Josh and I, though, I've yeah. gushed, gushed over this album, uh, gushed over this band uh, pretty much for the entire life of this pod up to this point. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I just, this, this album, this band, this is their debut. I mean, this is their debut album. Um, and they have just hit the ground running a thousand miles an hour. Um, the, the band is super talented uh courtney the lead singer is an incredible vocalist she has a great range rangy voice but can hit you with the screams like none other um just supreme talent and uh like if this is what they're coming if this is what they're leading off with this this effort with songs like hurt you and yellow jacket and secret garden and circle with me like this album is just 
it's absolutely stupid. Like, just from beginning to end, it's just there's just every every track is just un- incredible, and uh, I can't wait till they come around nearby so I can see them live. Um, but I hope that this band just keeps putting out music. Um, I selfishly want them to put out like an album a year forever now, <laughs> but you know, I'll, this is just, just an album that I just keep, I keep going back to repeatedly and, um, I'm absolutely in love with this band. So number one for me is spirit box eternal blue. Yeah. Just to chime in. I love that album as well. Um, it would probably be my number 11. It just would have rounded out the top 10. It's such a solid release, man. It's what a way to uh, you know, hit the ground running as a band. I know they've uh, been a band for a few years now, but this was like their actual first They're coming uh, LP. <laughs> yeah, yeah, this was like their, you know, their, their big uh, debut. So yeah, what a way to do it, man. They're already just like quickly getting big. Um, so kudos to them. And like you said, I, I look forward to seeing what they do next. Absolutely. Sure, man. Solid record. Um, so my number one of the year, uh, I'll do a quick recap. Uh, my number five was tribulation where the gloom becomes sound. My number four was dark throne, eternal hails. My number three, Gojira fortitude. My number two, iron maiden, Shinjitsu. And my number one, uh, and this has come up, uh, on Heath's list before is uh, cult of Luna, the raging river. Um, while I was putting this list together, I was uh, trying to think of the album that I listened to the most this year. And I think uh, after you introduced me to this, Heath, I listened to this record over and over and over again. This is one of those um, where we planned to do a recording. And remember, we were listening to this record fucking over and over again. And then I think one of us thought we had COVID or something and it just didn't come together. But uh, it's melodic heaviness, man. And I think that's... um, um, I, you mentioned that they have a new record coming out in February of 2022, but um, I just didn't uh, like, I, I mentioned this with tribulation, but I wasn't aware, or I mentioned this with a, uh, sorry, dark throne. I wasn't aware that this uh, of this kind of music, like I, I was aware of it, but like it, it was a blind spot for me. And um, just this whole entire, and uh, I guess you could call this like a full release or like whether it's an EP or whatever, it's five tracks, but they're, they're pretty long. It's just a beautiful album. It's beautiful heaviness. And, uh, I, I, I fucking love this band now, man. Uh, but cult of Luna, number one for me, uh, the raging river. Um, I know you had, you did a post Heath about their vinyl and that looked fucking killer. Like that wanted me to grab it. Um, that one that made me want to grab it, I should say, but, uh, yeah, cult of Luna, number one for me. Excellent pick, man. That's a, Oh yeah. I can't wait for them for the uh, new album, man. In February, it's they have one track out already, and it's killer. So, yeah, I cannot wait. Which one is that? Is it has it been released yet? Like, I'm, are you talking about the uh, Cult new of Cult Luna. of Luna? Yeah. Uh, the yeah the album. Are you asking when the album comes out? No. You, did you did I hear you say that they've already released a track from it? Yeah, uh, the album's called "The Long Road North," and the song is called "Cold Burn." Okay, um, check that out. I'm gonna look for that tomorrow. Yeah, it's uh, dude, if it's anything like that uh, or that song, it's it's gonna be an early contender for album of the year for 2022 because it's killer. Yeah, they're a killer band, dude. And uh, um, excited. Yeah, to it, it 
the record, like I said, melodic heaviness, man. It's fucking killer. Awesome. Well, this was awesome, man. Like I'm oh yeah. We all had we all brought it today. Um, so everybody, uh, you know, you gotta you gotta look into our, our top ten favorite albums of the year. And you know, I thought that we were gonna do a lot more like trolling of each other's choices, but I think everybody <laughs> brought some excellent uh, material to the table. Like Josh said earlier in the pod, like tons of great music released in the hard rock and heavy metal genre for 2021. So things are looking very promising, leading it going into 2022. So um, gentlemen, job well done. Um, glad. To- One more thing. Yeah. My number zero album is Limp Biscuit. Still sucks. <laughs> yeah, I'm a. Uh... Are you disappointed make Brooks's list? I was going to say, yeah. you're disappointed. Honestly, a solid disappointed. release and a good album. Really fun. Yeah. Yeah. But I just, you know, I know we're, uh, I'm going to make this quick because we're, we're using the uh, free version of Zoom to record this. So I have two and a half minutes left before it cuts me off. But I was texting the guys uh, yesterday and I said, I kind of want to put, I was like, I don't think it's truly like a great album, but. I really want to put Limp Biscuit on it just because of my nostalgias and whatever. And, uh, you know, I, I told them that I want to put the album on my list just because my two-year-old daughter is absolutely in love with Dirty Rotten Biscuit. She literally calls it her song. Like when I pick her up from daycare, she's like, Daddy, play my song. <laughs> so we end up listening to Dirty Rotten Biscuit on repeat for 15 minutes on the way home almost every day so it's like i that would that would be my like number 11 album just because you know i was like i wanted to put it on my on my list just because of that like connection that it's given me with my daughter but um that's I, awesome i still think it's a cool album obviously i'm a huge limp biscuit fan but yeah that was pretty dope so um again to close gentlemen job well done before i, I get cut off um Follow us on social media, Facebook, Guillotine Press, Twitter at Guillotine PM, Instagram, Guillotine underscore Press 1. We will, I don't know if we're going to do anything next week with the Christmas holiday coming, but if we do something, we do. And if we don't, we'll probably see you in the new year, but we'll, we'll keep the social medias updated to let you know what we're up to. Gentlemen, we'll see you next time. Peace out. Later.